Let's go! What's happening? Welcome to another week of the Bobby Bone Show. Morning, studio. Morning. Well, yeah, I had a pretty good weekend. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I don't get to watch a lot of sports where I am, and one day soon I'll tell you where I am. But I did get to a spot where I had a good enough internet to watch Alabama beat Georgia. Now, normally I wouldn't care that much because it's not Arkansas, but I did bet on Alabama and it's a pretty good little little game for me. So let me shout out to our listeners in Tuscaloosa because we're on there. Uh, nice win. Let me shout out to our Georgia fans because uh, you're going to the same place to play off. But what, uh, is it an interesting game. Good for me because I want some money. So there you go. Uh, that happened. Uh, let's see. I have a story I wanted to lead with, and I know it's early in the morning, but... The record for the world's loudest burp just fell after more than a decade. A guy in Australia named Neville Sharp (laughs) just set the new record with a burp that was 112.4 decibels. I don't really know what that means, right? I I see here the record before that was 109 decibels in 2009, but I have the burp and the reaction after he breaks the record. Would you like to hear the burp? Yes. I think so. (laughs) <laughs> right, that's my question because it's, it's so gross. early in the morning. Yeah. Okay, here is the burp and the reaction. One hundred and twelve point four. Wow. It's hard to hear how loud it is because all the audio is kind of normalized here. Like we can't really play anything louder. But here's just the burp again. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> disgusting. Sounds loud. According to Guinness, that's louder than the average electric drill or even a trombone. Wow. Is this the dumbest world record you've ever heard of? Uh, no, I, I mean, maybe heard of in the moment that I can think of, but I'm sure there's something dumber. Are you a burper, Amy? Like, no. Uh, I, loudly? I, I mean, obviously I burp, but I know I try not to make a thing of it. Ray just looked at me like I'm disgusting human for burping. <laughs> I burp and Caitlin burps. We'll burp. At each other. Yeah. I don't, I don't fart on her. Mm-mm. Like, I'd like to leave a little romance <laughs> yes. on her. <laughs> or, listen, I, the human body is a human body and it does what it does. Mm-hmm. And she tells me all the time that I'm like a, uh, I got like a little boat engine under the covers and I'm sleeping. <laughs> but oh. for sake of trying to keep some romance, I try not to do that loud or obnoxiously or as a joke when I'm with her. There are times where I'll be like, okay, let me just hold for a second. And then I'll walk in another room and just go to town, you know? Um, but no, we're not, we're not farters. We're big burpers. We're not big farters. Amy, you and your husband? I mean, no, we're not. He's, I, uh, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't even do oh, what do you do. He doesn't he's, even burp loud? No, he does. He doesn't. No, he goes in. I don't know how he handles it, but it's in private. He's never, he, he grew up very... Um, nobody in their family sharing anything like that where my family was the opposite. So I don't know. I probably adapted Even to burping? Help. Yeah, he's very, it doesn't, he doesn't do it. He won't go, bah, and no. blow it on you? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> blow it. Yeah. Yeah, we just grew up different. Okay, well, uh, I watched a little bit of football. I worked a whole lot, and then I saw the burping record, which I wanted to bring to the show to start it off. Amy, did you do anything of note over the weekend? Well, I finally watched the Reba Christmas movie, the the one that was on Lifetime Christmas in Tune, and it was so good. I highly recommend it. Okay. 
And I, one Tell of me the, about it. Well, look, one of the crazy things is she's not Reba. It's called Reba McIntyre's Christmas in Tune. So you would think she's playing Reba. You know, she has her show Reba, like it's a Reba character, but it's not. She's a singer, but her name is Georgia. And back in the day, she was married and they were a duo together. And then they broke up, got a divorce. And then this Christmas, something that their daughter is doing brought them back together for work. And then you have to watch it to see what happens. But... Oh, do I? I? Because I don't think I'm going to. But still, (laughs) thank you. But yeah... Again, her character's name is Georgia, but I'm like, wow, you know you made it when it's like, this is Reba McIntyre's Christmas in Tune. It's basically you're clicking on mm-hmm. it because you know Reba's in it. Yeah, it sounds like the first ever Jackson 5 record. And you may fact check me on this, but I think it was Gladys Knight presents the Jackson 5. Oh. Wow, that's and quite then, the fact. Yeah, I don't. Well, let's see. Let's see <laughs> if I'm right know that. here. <laughs> let's see what Mike pulls up here. Mike D, what's the research say? Because people thought that she discovered them, but she didn't. They were just on Motown at the same time. Go ahead. I'm saying Diana Ross. That's what it is. Diana Ross presents the Jackson Five. That's okay. still pretty good, Close. man. I knew it was one of the. I knew it was one of the great uh, soul singers of, of back in the day from Motown. But yeah, so that was the deal. It was like Diana Ross presents the Jackson Five. So they were like, "Ooh, Diana Ross." Mm-hmm. Okay, and then they heard a bunch of kids. Yeah. I don't give myself a full A for that fact. I only got half that fun fact. I apologize to everybody who loves music. Uh, okay, we're going. We ready to go, guys? Yep. Yeah. Before I read this mailbag, let me express to everyone listening, you can send in notes to us. We will respond to them on the air if we can. We will give you unbiased advice because we don't know you. I think that's what's great about the mailbag. Morgan, if they want to email us, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. Here we go. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I left a somewhat high-profile job doing communications with the government last week for something I thought would be my dream job in another field for slightly more money. One weekend, I hate it. It's not what I was pitched feels like it's not a good use of my experience or skills, I feel lied to. My previous job is still open for now, but they're rushing to hire someone quickly. Heck, I love my previous co-workers. They gave me a lovely send-off. My heart is telling me to leave now and possibly ask for my old job back because I left on good terms. But my brain is telling me to stick it out because I'm not a quitter. I don't want to be unemployed and put myself in a situation where I'm living paycheck to paycheck But again, I also want to feel happy and excited about work. What do you guys think I should do? Thanks. Signed, Confused Worker. Mm. That's tough. I wonder why she's not doing what she thought she was going to do. My first inclination is to write it out. It's tough at first. A new job, new people. It's overwhelming. There's just a lot of things that you're not used to hitting you at once, so it feels a lot worse than it really is. I think I would have the conversation with that boss, the new boss, not that you're thinking about leaving or that you're unhappy, but I think because this other option's available, you call and you have a meeting with the new boss and you say, hey, this this has been great. Like, love it so far, but what we talked about is not really what I'm doing. Like, do you see me actually doing these things that we talked about in the interview? Like, I just want to get my head straight and get my goals straight. And I think you can learn a lot from that conversation and if that boss goes, uh, goes uh, you know what, we've pivoted in the past couple of weeks, so now we see, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't think any, any red flags go up if you have that conversation with that, that new boss. To go, 
hey, thank you for hiring me. Like, this has been crazy. I'm still trying to catch up. It's a bit overwhelming. Really excited about the future here. Um, but a lot of the stuff that we talked about in the interview, a lot of the, the the roles that I thought I was going to have, I don't have them. Is that something that is... And if they guide you to a place where you feel comfortable, you stay in that job. I lean on staying in this job unless you have that meeting and they're like, oh, we've, we've had to change. You'll now be doing this. And then I would write... I mean, feet don't fail me now. I'm running back to the old job if I can. Yeah. But yeah, my, I think you have to have the talk for sure. Yes. But... Stay if you can. Only run back if you must. You might be surprised. Your your boss might be like, wait, what? We have you doing what? Oh, that's not right. I would compare it to going to a new school as well. I had to change schools a lot. We got kicked out of places a lot as a kid. So I would have to move around and go to different schools based on where we could find a place to live. Miserable when I would go to a new school. You were the new kid. They would, it, it would be... 10, 15 in the morning, they'd open the door. You'd be with the teacher. They'd be like, class, this is a new kid. This is Bobby. And everybody's like, huh? And you're like, oh, God dang, this sucks. And you have to go sit down. Everybody's looking at you and they're sizing you up. But it's this really uncomfortable feeling. And for days and even weeks, you're like, I don't like it here. I don't like how they do things. This is not for me. I like my old school. But then as you sit and you become comfortable, you're like, that's actually not so bad. And there are some really great things here that that I couldn't see at first because I was so overwhelmed by the other things that were happening. So... I hope you hang in there, but I would have that conversation with the boss. Anything you'd like to say? No, I just, it's hard to have the sit down, but I've done that before where I had to, it makes me think of way before I was in radio, I had to have a sit down with one of my bosses and be like, hey, this is what I'm doing now. And I, I, I realize I'm not really getting compensated. They kind of gave me a promotion, but then not a pay raise. And I was so nervous to talk to him. And he literally was like, oh my goodness, we will get on that and we'll fix it. Thank you for coming to me. So my hope is that something similar like that will happen with you. And if you're a new, new employee that was just hired, they like you right now. Yeah. You haven't screwed up yet. Mm-hmm. They hired you for a reason. Go have that talk. If that talk doesn't go well, then go back. That's what I would say. Yep. That's it. Thank you. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Tiger Lily. Good to finally meet you guys. So, your sisters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who's the two-year-older sister? Me. Okay. But Kendra. I look younger because I still have the chubby cheeks. Like, mm-hmm. I, that'll keep me younger for a while. But Krista is 23 and I'm 25. So, Kendra. Mm-hmm. Krista. Yes. You would almost think you were twins because of the mm-hmm. K's. Yes. And because of the very similar look. I could see where people confuse that. You mm-hmm. also can't tell who's older and who's younger. Um, and you sound like, I mean, your, your harmony sound like sisters. Mm-hmm. Like when you guys sing together, that's a hard thing to, to, to get unless you're mm-hmm. family. So <laughs> when did you two decide that we are going to be a duo and an actual entity? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was before you called yourself Tiger Lily, mm-hmm. but did you guys sit and decide that we're not going to be Kendra and friends? We're going to be, mm-hmm. when did that happen? I guess that four, I was 14, she was 16. And we sat down and said, hey, we need a new band name because this is just not cutting it anymore. Kendra and Chris is way too clunky. You know, it's just too hard to say. We did not have the luxury of having a Dan and Shay or Brooks and Dunn type of thing going on. And our last name is Slaybaugh. So that was out. <laughs> but we sat down and, hey, we need a new band name. So we came up with Tiger Lily, uh, which was the first flower to grow in our parents' backyard in North Dakota. So it re- reminded us of home, changed the spelling to Tiger Lily for obvious reasons. And... Uh, literally stuck with that but we get asked so much when did you decide this is something you wanted to do we always love music but we never knew we could have a career out of it it mm-hmm. wasn't something we 
new because North Dakota is very much grow up, work, uh, go to college four years, you get a job there, you make really good money, stay with your family. That's the culture, obviously. What do you do there, though? Not, not mm-hmm. you guys, but mm-hmm. where I come from, there was a sawmill. Uh, people in my town stayed and worked at the sawmill until the sawmill went out of business. And now it's just kind of a, an S show. But it, where you guys are from, what do people do when they do stay around? So uh, we're from Hazen, North Dakota. So our town is basically coal, oil, um, and farming. And farming. And that's really the whole state of North Dakota. A lot of farming, oil, and coal. Did and you then, guys grow up on a farm? Uh, no, we grew up in town. Our dad is actually a respiratory therapist. So he worked at the hospital. So we really had nothing to do with any of the popular industries. But we grew up in town. Our town was 2,500 people. Um, mm-hmm. So our graduating classes were 30 and yeah, 60. Same. Yeah, about the yeah, same. Yeah. So about the same size. Um, so we always say we don't, we write country music from the perspective of being from small, small. town. North, uh, North Dakota, because we never experienced the country southern thing that a lot of country artists do. So we try to not write about that as much and more about small town where we come from, what we know, um, just to be real. And then we can relate and feel like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> On the Bobby Bones Show now. Tiger Lily. The interesting thing about you guys here today and I haven't really had this experience with any artist yet, is that you have a publishing deal, you have a record deal. <laughs> and I, and I'm, again, I'm going to be as complimentary as possible because I mean this in the best way. Yet you're still playing Dirks's Bar. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, you're why psycho. are you still doing it? <laughs> you have to have your own publicist yet to still be playing a bar on Broadway right now. I haven't seen that. And you guys have real heat on you. I'll say it again because of the direction you're going. You could easily probably just go, hey, we're too good for this right now. We really want to focus on, but but you haven't, and I think it says a lot to where you come from. I think it says a lot to you have obligations that you're going to fulfill, and that you just want to keep playing. So I, I actually say that in a wonderful thank way. You. Well, that thank it would be freaking crazy if I walked down and you guys are playing. People don't even know. <laughs> they should actually come to a show yeah. because it's not random people playing. It's somebody that you that you can already see big things starting to happen for. Which has been fun because this year, a lot of people who have seen us in the past, you know, come down and they say, we want to see you because we know you're going to be done with this soon. And, you know, we probably will be. It is, we always said, we don't have to do Broadway anymore. When If we ever get a uh, record deal or if we ever get a publishing deal, we don't have to do this anymore. But it's been hard for us to totally just cut it off just because it's, first of all, just been our source of income. It's been our source of building fans. It's been so much for us in the past few years that to totally just cut it off, you know, when we did get these deals would have terrified. It was terror. It was still terrifying. And we're still terrified to totally just cut it off, even though we can be absolutely fine without it. Well, it's also not, (laughs) you know, just speaking honestly, you don't get a record deal and be a millionaire. No, 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 no. no. You get a record deal and you have the opportunity to hopefully possibly make some money. Maybe eventually yes. but so, yeah. but it means somebody's going to spend money on you right they're investing in you yes yeah. and and that's really the hardest thing to get in this town is for somebody to believe in you and spend their own money in you because oh, yeah. that means they see dollars and dollars means they see something you guys could produce for them it's all the business but no absolutely yeah. you don't get to be in the business unless somebody believes that you're pretty good yeah oh yeah I got to know, how many more of these Dirk shows do you have at the bar? Do you really uh, want to know? For the rest of the year, we only have three. Okay, three. you guys have to go to these shows. I'm telling my people listening to this right now. <laughs> the next three Saturdays. Yep, next three Saturdays from 2.30 to 6.30. And then we honestly, in the new year, really don't know what's going to happen. I wouldn't so. do any more. Yeah. I do know. If it were me, I wouldn't do any more. <laughs> so maybe yeah. three more total. Yep. <laughs> All right, there they are. You guys go uh, check out Tiger Lily. Uh, they're doing three more Dirk shows, and that's never going to happen again, I'm going to tell you. They're, they're blowing up. All right, good to talk to you guys. Thanks for having us. Bobby Bones.
All right, that was Tiger Lily. To hear that full one-hour episode of the Bobbycast, just go search for the Bobbycast on iHeartRadio. Maybe that little five minutes made you really care, made you want to be a fan. You can check out their hour-long conversation with me by searching for the Bobbycast wherever you get your podcast. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30-second skinny. Carrie Underwood talked about her favorite childhood Christmas moments. One thing that we always did growing up that was one of my favorite memories, we would, on Christmas Eve, go to my grandparents' house. Us kids were responsible for putting apples and oranges and bananas in little paper bags, and we would go down to the nursing home and sing Christmas carols. Dustin Lynn shared what he and his band do before shows. Um, Most of the time, it's ironing clothes. We're all, you know elbowing each other trying to get to the ironing board and and brush our teeth in the same sink um, before we hit the stage but we do do a little celebratory toast before the show starts and um and then off to the races jordan davis talked about the timing of writing his song by dirt i don't know if this song would have been written without a pandemic because i just wasn't thinking that way i don't know i just wasn't in a spot to write a song like by dirt kind of the uh Personal and professional changes I had to make in my life to, to write this song uh, hadn't quite happened yet. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Nancy Matern has been collecting Christmas decorations for 40 years. Christmas is the 77-year-old hospice patient's favorite holiday. She caught COVID last year. She has not been able to decorate her Tucson home like she normally would. And when she talks about COVID and what it did to her, her heart, her lungs, she said it's hard to do the little things like she used to. Nancy's daughter, Trina, has suffered a work injury and was unable to decorate for her mother. So what happened is the story got out. And this past weekend, a group of students from the University High School Dreamcatchers Club in Arizona came to spread the Christmas cheer. The group grants wishes for hospice care patients, and they showed up and decorated her entire home inside and out, delivered presents and treats to her, and played festive music, which is amazing. Here's a clip of Nancy, the 77-year-old, talking about how she did not think she'd get her decorations up. To be able to have my Christmas decorations up is something I thought was over and done with. But these kids, with their big hearts, are making it happen. Need those kids to come to my house, if I'm being honest with you. Oh, my back. Oh. Oh. Uh, that's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's time to play The Feud. Let's go. It is The Bobby Feud. There's a list of the most played Christmas songs, radio stations, retail stores, and streaming. Okay? Eddie, you've drawn the first. I did. You ready? Come on, let's go. The top 10 Christmas songs, 10 answers on the board. Let's go. All right, Bones, let's start strong. All I want for Christmas is you. Let's do it. Show me Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. Yeah. Eddie, one point. Easy breezy. Oh, that's the that's the most famous one? That's the number one answer, yeah. Okay. Give me Jingle Bells. Show me Jingle Bells. That's the number two answer. Okay. At three points so far. So much to choose from. So let's do uh, something a little more um, cartoonish. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Dang it. Oh, there's just a lot of songs here. <laughs> Show me Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, no! Morgan, over to you. Oh. Okay. I'm going to start with It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. 
It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Is that on the board? <laughs> Number four. Morgan yes. gets four points and takes the lead. All right. Next, I'm going to go with Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Show me Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Dang, what? She went all buble. Mm-hmm. Okay. <gasps> Let's go over and check in with Amy. Amy, mm-hmm. there are seven answers still on the board. The most played Christmas songs around Christmas time. Okay. The, I can't. Someone said White Christmas yet? Mm-hmm. No, no one said that. I'm dreaming of a White Christmas. That's my answer. Show me White Christmas. <laughs> Number nine. Damn. That was mine. Yeah. Amy. Okay. Right. What about Jingle Bell Rock? Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. Show me Jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> Number five. Yeah. Okay. This one, very controversial, but people still play it. Baby, it's cold outside. Oh, Amy. Show me Baby, it's cold outside. Oh, they're just scared. Yeah. They took it off the, the game. Lunchbox. There are five answers on the board. We're looking for the most played Christmas songs. Yeah. Um, Santa Claus is coming to town. Good Ooh, one. Good Santa one. Claus. Who? Santa Claus is coming. Santa Claus. To town. <laughs> How did you guys not hear that? I the didn't first hear time? it. I thought. Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> Santa Claus. Okay. Show me Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> oh, oh no. wow. Are you serious? You better check your list and check it twice. You better be naughty or nice. I mean, how's that not on there? <laughs> uh, Eddie, back over to you. You have three points. Okay. I mean, five answers on the board. Most played Christmas songs, stores, radio stations, and streaming. Amy did. You said Silent Night, Amy. Did you say that? Don't tell them what you said. Oh no, we got to keep track. Uh, Okay. Well, I don't know. So, oh, I want to stick to my roots. Let's go, Feliz Navidad. Okay. Right. Feliz Navidad. Show me Feliz Navidad. What? Number six. That's what I'm talking what? about. Okay, now I'm in Eddie, trouble. Eddie, you have nine points total. <sighs> I had baby. It's cold outside. I know she did that. Let's do Carol of the Bells. Gosh, I think it's called that. Dun, 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 dun. Carol of the Bells. Show me Carol of the Bells. <laughs> we only go around three times. Morgan, you're up. I don't but I'm going with Blue Christmas. Show me Blue Christmas. Ooh, solid, though. Amy? Silent Night. How about Silent Night? Oh, well, yeah. Nobody had said it yet, Eddie, but... Lunchbox. <laughs> um, I don't know many more Christmas songs, guys. Uh, 12 Days of Christmas. <gasps> That's the, that uh, is a good doves. one. Turtle Doves. Yep. Show me 12 Days of Christmas. What in the world? I don't know what stores you guys are going to. So right now, Amy's in the lead with 14 points. I'm going to give all you guys a, a hint here. Yeah. Don't just think about Christmas carols. It's Christmas songs. Again, played on the radio. Yeah. At stores and streaming. So like. Oh, I know one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, wait, 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 your turn, it's, sister. Yeah it's, yeah, it's not a speed race. Oh. Eddie, you need this. I do. You need five points to take the lead. Go ahead. Gosh, I'm still stuck on the carols. <laughs> I mean, 
Let's go with rocking around the Christmas tree. Brenda Lee. Okay. That's good. That's good. I'll probably play it on the radio. Yeah. Show me rocking around the Christmas tree. All right. I'm in, baby. Let's go. For three points. <sighs> wow. That's number three answer. You have 12 total. Okay. There's plenty of points on the board. Seven, eight, and ten are left. The weather outside is frightful. Let it snow. Let it snow. Let it snow. Let it snow. For the win. Show <sighs> me let it snow. No. There's only one left. Nah, I just knew he didn't get it. I just wanted to be a little <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> be a little dramatic though for no reason. All right. Uh, Morgan, there are a lot of points on the board. I know. I don't know if this is the title or not, but sleigh bells. Hmm. How that, that sleigh bells ring? Are you listening? That's a good one. Do you, I, I don't know if that's a title. Sleigh bells winter ring. Wonderland. Oh, Winter Wonderland. Okay. Uh, yeah, show me one. Winter Wonderland. <laughs> okay. Eddie and Morgan have been eliminated. I'm going to switch it up because you said streams and played. And mm-hmm. I mean, I love this song. It's up there with Mariah Carey. Go ahead. And it is in sync. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. All right, show me in sync. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. What? Merry Christmas. Yes. Now, Amy, you're in the lead. If uh, Lunchbox, he needs to get no, a couple I have right. No idea. <laughs> come on, come on, Lunch. Like, you, I you understand them, you're you saying, come on, dude. Let them work together. It's it's, it's almost. Who? Christmas. It's after Thanksgiving. No, yeah, 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 come on. No, come I'm on, winning. Okay. Okay, Amy. I thought I maybe the win. Christmas spirit would be in you, and you'd let no. them work together. A little gift. No. Hey, Grinch. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Keep a little gift for me, please, ma'am. <laughs> Tiny Tim. Lunchbox. Three oh, songs left. I just thought of one. Yeah, I mean, she said an NSYNC song. Backstreet Boys had to do one, right? <laughs> oh man. But I don't know what they would sing. I have no idea. Um, one that popped in my head. I don't even know if this is a song. Santa Baby. Oh. Hey, yes, that's a good one, Lunch. That's the one I had, Lunch, that that's just came to my head. Is, it must I, don't even know, I, I don't even know if it's the name of a song, but that's all that's in my head. <laughs> so I'm going, Santa Baby. That's Hurry what they say. Down the okay. He yeah, needs this one to keep Santa the game going. Baby. Yeah. Show me Santa Baby. Oh. points. She is the queen. I got zero. Okay, so what else is on there? <laughs> At number seven, have a holly jolly Christmas. Christmas. It's the best time of, of the year. year. What's it called? It's called a holly jolly Christmas. <laughs> okay. Good oh job, guys. Goodness. What do you think it's called? <laughs> but you said go away from the carols. At, at number eight, it's the most wonderful, wonderful time of the year. year. And then, what's that one called? It's, it's the, the most, most wonderful time of the year. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then at number 10, Wham, George Michael, and the other guy. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. And the very next day, you gave it away. This year. Amy is our winner. Nice job, Amy. Mm-hmm. On the phone is Alyssa in Wisconsin. Alyssa, thank you for calling the Bobby Bones Show. What's going on? I'm getting married in less than a year to my fiance of eight years. Oh. You know, long time. <laughs> but if there's one thing that you would change at your wedding or what you would have done at your wedding, what would it have been? Oh, that's interesting. What would I have done at the wedding differently? Maybe had the cake. I mean, you're so busy because you're making everyone feel welcome. And I kind of wish... We would have just sat and ate cake for a second and had a minute for us, even if we would have gone to a separate place. 
Because at the wedding, it's basically a meet and greet. You're getting married, but you have to say hi to everybody that's come from all over or come from, you know, the next town over. I wish we had just taken a second and go and had some cake and been halfway through the wedding, like a 15-minute checkout, to be like, hey, this is awesome. At the end, we did something awesome where everybody cleared out, and we had, like I would call it a second dance. We danced all night, but we did our first dance, and then everybody left because we did the— After the reception, yeah. Yeah, we did the, the, the goodbye, the woo, get in the truck and drive off. But we stayed and did a dance, just us two by ourselves, And I think that was A plus because it was that moment where you're like, wow, what a night. Whose yeah. idea was that? I don't know. I've never heard of that. I think Caitlin's. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. It, and it was great because we kind of got to reset. I wish we'd had a middle reset, though. Just 15, 20 minutes to go eat cake. We we were like, how was the cake? I don't know. And we talked about it once. And so the person that made our cake sent us another cake. And they were like, here, you guys should eat cake. I know. <laughs> That's nice. So mostly it's just find a spot so you guys can go, wow, this wedding's awesome. Like, let's enjoy our food still, and our cake. It's still no, it's still about us more than it is about doing a meet and greet with everybody else. Yeah, that's what I would say. Well, have at it. Take some deep breaths. It's going to fly by, and it is great to talk to you. Good luck. All right, thank you, Amy. What would you do different about your wedding day? I mean, I planned my wedding in eight weeks, so I, and it all seems like a big blur. But I mean, I think I. I honestly, I had no expectations going into my wedding, so I don't know that I would have changed anything. I love being able to see everybody that was there, and I ate my cake. No, no, I love seeing everybody that was there, too. Oh, it I know. I'm not I saying you're implying that. Well, that's what the tone sounded like, didn't it? <laughs> you're like, well, I love seeing it. So did we, but I'm saying... Oh, I didn't mean to imply that. <laughs> during the wedding, it can feel like it's just about everybody else, so you need to have a checkout time where you, you remind each other, hey, this is about us, this is going awesome, that's all. Yeah. I had no expectations, and again, planned mine so fast. I don't know that I would have done anything different. I think y'all would have had me do something different and not have it on New Year's yeah, Eve. No, I was fine rude. with that because I'm a loser and I had nowhere to go. Oh, so Lunchbox rude. hated it, and he left early. <laughs> and right. your wedding was a destination wedding. It was in Hawaii. Would you do that again? Yes, I would do nothing different. And something else that we did, we had my mother-in-law plan everything. We told her what we wanted. She did all the booking. She got the church. She got the dinner for, re- for the rehearsal dinner and all that. And, dude, I wouldn't change a thing. It was fantastic. Lunchbox, your wedding? I think I'd invited less people. I feel like I, I, I let some hangers on, you know, come to the wedding just because I felt bad for them. And now I'm like, man, why did I invite those people? But it was all, I mean, I thought our wedding was great. I wouldn't do anything different. I didn't have to plan anything. My wife did it. My father-in-law paid for it. Best wedding ever. <laughs> yeah. Eddie, did your father-in-law pay for you guys' destination wedding? Yeah. He yeah, I was talking about mm-hmm. Eddie up top. Sure did. Dang. Yeah, high I don't five. know why I just high five lunchbox. Because it's awesome, man. Like they were like, my father in law is gonna pay for it. I was like, well, I don't care. I don't need to see no price tags. Didn't Let's your father in law offer to pay for it? Yeah. No, I cut it off. I never gave him the chance. Oh. Because yeah, Kayla and her sister got married within like three weeks of each other. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, dear God, no, I feel terrible. Yeah, that would have been brutal for him. And so I was like, hey, we're gonna get married. I asked, hey, can we get married? And then I was like, hey, I was like, I'm paying for the whole thing, so don't. Like, just let me do it. And he was like, okay. I think a little bit. He was like, but, but. He didn't do that. Ah, no, no, no. Let, let me, let me. No, I think. Did the fake grab for the wallet? I think he, <laughs> I think he would have and wanted to and was like, hey, I would love to help. And I was like, there's no need. Like, you handle that wedding. Come to this wedding. And like, I'm a grown man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not 23. Right, right. You're not young. So I was like, I got this one. I think he probably would have responded differently if you had been younger. Oh, you left that room and he started dancing. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, for yes, sure, yes, Bones. Yes, you know, deep woo, inside, woo, he was like, thank goodness. Yeah, like, this is oh, amazing. Right. I think yeah, because- more than a dance, it was a wipe the sweat off the brow. He yeah. had two weddings at the <laughs> yes, same time. That's a lot for any family. All right. Thank you for the call. All right. Here's the voicemail from the Sherman family. 
Hey, Bobby. Good morning, studio. So my three kids, husband and I, all love the new remake of Home Alone. It's called Home Sweet Home Alone on Disney+. Plus. We give it four out of five light bulbs. We think Bobby should watch it for an assignment. Love the show, y'all. Keep it up. I don't have internet good enough to watch anything as an assignment right now. And uh, no, I'm just going to go with no. Other than, I, I appreciate that. Is anyone watching Home Alone? Home Sweet Home Alone? I think my kids watched it, but I didn't. I mean, yeah. my kids are busy watching TV. It's like, that's break time for me. So enjoy it, boys. <laughs> I made a list of shows I'm going to watch, though, back when I get to Civilization. I'm going to watch Hawkeye on Disney+, Plus, which is a series. So I'll be over there. I'm going to watch the Kenny G documentary on HBO Max. <laughs> I'm going to watch Man in the Arena on ESPN. I'm going to watch the Beatles documentary, which is eight hours on Apple Plus. <laughs> oh, my. Eight hours. <laughs> a lot of a long Beatles. Time. <laughs> yeah. So those are the four things because I'm keeping track of everything as we're going. And I still have to catch up on Succession and Morning Show and Yellowstone. So I'm just going to sit down and eat and watch TV over the break. Cannot wait. Uh, all right. This is Jim from the Walmart in Portland. What does Santa find in the clothing section? Santa clothes. Ah, sorry, man. God bless. Hello, studio. Goodbye, me. <laughs> that was awesome. You know, his delivery was... Fast. Unique. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm? Yeah, will you play that? I just enjoy his delivery. Will you play that again? What does Santa find in the clothing section? Santa clothes. Ah, sorry, man. God bless. Low studio. Goodbye, me. <laughs> and then he apologizes yeah. real quick. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't know. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So I've got country songs that were almost sung by other artists. These are definitely songs that you know, and you know the artists that sung them, but I'll tell you who almost sung them. I got Thomas Rhett t-shirt. You were in my t-shirt. Tim McGraw had that song on hold for a long time, and it wasn't until he let go of it and decided not to record it that Thomas Rhett decided to do it. Okay. Luke Bryan, drink a beer. So I'm gonna sit right here on the edge of this pier. Well, Chris Stapleton and Jim Beavers, they wrote that song and they originally pitched it to Dirks Bentley, but he turned it down and it ended up going to Luke. If you listen to that song, and Ray, play it back from the beginning because you can hear Chris Stapleton singing the background vocals. That's Luke and Chris Stapleton singing the song. So I'm going to sit right here on the edge of this pier. But when this song came out, Stapleton wasn't what we know of as Chris Stapleton at the time. So it was, it just kind of went by. It was like Luke Bryan with this great guy singing in the background who wrote the song. Now, of course, it's Chris Stapleton, my hero and yours. All right, what else? We all know Big Green Tractor by Jason Aldean. And that was originally pitched to Jake Owen, but he ended up turning it down. Mm -hmm. Instead, he did uh, Big Green Seashell. (laughs) (laughs) Seafoam. Well, it's just a different, they're just different, different, he's singing about different things, you know. And Jake Owen is as country as it gets, but I think Jake was probably in the, the Jake Owen beach phase then. Yeah. And then, Bobby, this is one of your favorite songs. Brad Paisley, Alison Krauss, Whiskey Lullaby. He put that bottle to his head and pulled the trigger And finally drank away her memory 
Now that's a song that sat for three years. Nobody had recorded it, but Dirk Bentley, he got to listen to it first and he decided to pass on it. Um, he didn't hear it as a duet, had, didn't know really where it would go, so he said pass, and then Brad and Allison ended up doing it. Poor Dirk, he's never going to make it. He passed <laughs> on two big songs. The guy just has... Yeah. I don't think he's, he's going to make it, guys. All right, what else you got, Amy? So the FBI put out a list of holiday scams we need to look out for. And pretty much if you're getting a link inside of an email or a text message, do not click on it and think that that's going to get you somewhere because it could be a scam. If you want to go to a particular website, type it in yourself. That's the safest way to do it. Also, charity donations on social media. You need to do your research there. Buying puppies. That's a big one. Apparently, a lot of people are buying puppies this holiday season and you might totally get scammed. Also, be on the lookout for discounted products. People are just looking to take your money. Well, a couple things. One, our work sent us a gift card last year in an email with a link in an email, and I was not going to click it because I didn't want to get taken advantage of. Oh, yeah, true. Turns out, work had sent everybody like a $100 gift card, and I never got it because I was listening to the FBI. Well, second, well, okay. go ahead. I just wonder if that applies to like internal emails that are safe sent out by well, the yes, company. Because <laughs> I don't know that it's safe because people will. will get into someone's email and fish out of it. That's what I was worried about, so I didn't click it. Uh, secondly, buying puppies, what are you going to do? Get like a raccoon back? Like, I don't understand that one. <laughs> well, no, they might take your money. Like, you know, when I was doing the cat thing, I got scammed or the cat died or whatever. But that could have been for anything. And the other one was, I'm just saying these rules are a bit slippery. The other one was look for discounts and then don't buy it discounted. What the crap do you think I'm doing online? I'm looking for deals. <laughs> yeah, but they say they're luring you with the discount. Like it's you like- know who else lures me? Amazon. <laughs> they're luring me with their 20% off or 30% off. I get it. Just be aware. That's what we're taking from this. Be aware. Don't go, you know, clicking on everything. Just pay attention. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah. Okay. What else? Okay. Sometimes we share baby names that are going to be popular coming up. Well, now I have the names no one will be naming their kids come 2022. The top. Corona. <laughs> no, they're like actually really, really real names. Kobe is on the list. I would think that would be the opposite because Kobe Bryant died and people would like name it after Kobe in tribute. I thought the same exact thing. Also on the list, Miley, Dylan, Kimberly, and Jeremiah. Those names are out the door come next year. And then speaking of names, I just decided to look up some of our names to see when they were popular. And Bobby's, yours was most popular in 1927. Oh, wow. You mean last year, last year. (laughs) I have a real hip name. Okay. Eddie Eddie was most popular in 1947. Oh, yeah. that's, that's when Eddie was old. born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, sorry, Lunchbox, your name doesn't really exist. Ray was most popular in 1891. Yeah! <laughs> and then Amy was most popular in 1969. Hey, nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So picture it. It's 1944. You're about to graduate high school, but you've been called away to World War II. Mm. So you go serve your country and you don't ever get your high school diploma. Well, this World War II veteran, Louis Picarello, he was given his high school diploma this week. Oh, wow. After how many years? Is 75 oh. years later. His son even went to that high school. He was there to witness it. And Lewis said that he plans to frame the diploma so he can see it every single day. A couple things I'd like to acknowledge. First of all, 
him, Lewis, for serving our country. Second of all, Amy for trying to pronounce his last name and just skating through <laughs> yeah. it real quick. I tried. <laughs> yeah. I tried. I'm going to just call him Lewis P. What, what, what was his name again? Piccarillo. Lewis? <laughs> Piccarillo. From Needham High School. Okay, well, that's close enough. <laughs> that's right, Amy. Uh, that's awesome. That's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. I have a story coming up in about 15 minutes. I read over the weekend, and I was like, if this happens, and you feel like that this is in your space or in your house or in your yard, you can't really do anything about it. You can't shoot it. There's, And I was like, are you... Because I would... I'll tell you what it is in a minute, but I would shoot this. If this was... In my house, in my yard, I would shoot it. But apparently it's against the law. Huh. We'll talk about that coming up in just a few minutes. Any ideas, Amy, what I'm talking I about? Don't, I don't know. I was thinking um, like a bobcat. Oh. Okay. If a, but I'll tell you this. If a bobcat was in my backyard and I felt like it was going to attack me, I would shoot it. We yeah. all agree? Damn yeah. right. Nope. <laughs> okay. It's not a bobcat. <laughs> okay. But we'll get to that in a second. Uh, here's a voicemail we got over the weekend. Hi, Mommy. Hi, Studio. I love your books. All your books. I've got them and read them. And then I just signed up for Audible. And the first book I wanted to get was yours because um, I just thought it was cool that you narrated it and everything. And it took it to, like, a whole new level. You were awesome narrating it. And it was like it was reading the book again for the first time, which was super cool. Thank you very much. Hey, what a wonderful Christmas gift. A stocking stuffer it would be to get bare bones. My first book, the story of how I got here. I don't think that's what it's called, but it's called Bare Bones. <laughs> that's good, though. Why did <laughs> you, you call it you. that? <laughs> well, it is the story of how I got here. But if someone would, a little Christmas gift, if there's bare bones or there's fail until you don't, both my books. Um, but thank you for that, that, that voicemail here. All right, let's get over to Amy and do the morning corny. The morning corny. What do you call a search engine that sings Christmas songs? What do you call a search engine that sings Christmas songs? Michael Google. <laughs> that was the morning corny. So Google is at play. Michael Google. Yes. Michael. Oh boy. Oh come on, it's good. Yeah. Okay. Is it? We're, <laughs> yeah. going, we're going with that. I wouldn't all, say good. Eddie, but, you but it's funny. It's uh, not good. Thanks. I didn't even get it for a second. I was like, huh? <laughs> all right. Even if a blank is on your property, you can't shoot it. What do you think it is, Amy? Bobcat. Mm-hmm. Not a bobcat. Eddie? Uh, squirrel. Ah, why would you shoot that? That's it. Uh, it's interesting you're going the animal route because it's not an animal. Oh, it's not? Oh, person? No, it's not an animal. Uh, no, it's not a person. <laughs> I tell you, if it was a person, I'd shoot him. <laughs> like, what kind of house. person, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so even if a drone is flying over your property, uh, you can't shoot the drone, even if it's, like, looking down on you and it's just right above you. Why? Because it's against the law. Oh, because... After a recent drone shooting in Tennessee, the FAA is telling people that it's a federal crime to shoot a gun at any drone hmm. or harass anyone flying a drone. Even if the drone is flying over your private property, it is still legal to shoot a firearm at it. The best thing you can do is report it to authorities. If you shoot a drone, jail time. So that's from Yahoo. I would sh- If I felt like a drone was flying over my house, looking in my windows... Let's say it was like a blog or something. I would shoot that sucker. What about throwing rocks at it? Because I didn't say anything about that, right? Yeah, that's got to be legal. Throw a slingshot? Yeah, uh, <laughs> bow and arrow? <laughs> yes, we're going back to Robin Hood. <laughs> yes. But I, I thought that was weird that if someone is looking at you over private property, you can't do anything about it. Amy, your thoughts? Well, I guess, yeah, it's because of airspace. We don't own that. The 
F. Well, first, I would look above the drone and see if there's an airplane. Then right. if not, I'd pull the trigger. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, I think the FAA is trying to just make a blanket statement because they can't get people in the habit of shooting things in the sky that happen to be flying yes. over. And I understand why you can't shoot into the sky. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying if you shoot, you need to hit the drone. And then if you miss the drone, then you get in trouble. Mm. But if you hit the drone, it's like, ah, he hit it. The bullets didn't go up in the sky. We're all good. But it's weird that a drone could fly over and it could watch you. I have a drone. I've never taken it out of the box. Mm -hmm. I I think I got it as a Christmas gift from Amy's husband like three years ago. Yeah. See all these gifts we've given him that he hasn't used yet? (laughs) That's why this year's hard. I don't know if I'm going to get him a gift this year. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Well, you don't use it. One, you're impossible to buy for. And two, because you have everything that you want. And then two, when I get you something, you're like, oh, cool. And it never comes out of the box. But That's not exactly true. Well, maybe a not drone, everything. The drone was different because as nice as it was for Amy's husband to give me the drone, I have no interest in drones. So I was like, well, I don't want to break this thing. I tried to give it away like four times to people who would use a drone and nobody would take it. <laughs> tried to re-gift it. Also, <laughs> no. it was from me, but my husband helped me pick it out. <laughs> oh. Well, I was always afraid I would fly it up once. Because one time I went to the mall and got one of those little helicopters <laughs> on the remote. <laughs> those were cool. I paid, I paid 40 bucks for a thing flew into a tree in six seconds. Bones, so didn't we buy drone, five of those one year just because we kept breaking them? <laughs> and right into a tree every time. It was like the tree had a magnet on it. <laughs> Secondly... Don't not buy me a gift because you think I already have everything. I say work harder at finding me a gift I like. I mean, it's getting real hard, but yeah, you're right. (laughs) Uh, One thing that predicts how happy men are with life. According to a new study, one factor, which is how much their work matters in their life. How about that? Their jobs are more important than their health or even their relationships with family and friends. Wow. Guys who like their jobs feel more optimistic, motivated, emotionally stable, in control and confident, which then bleeds into other parts of their life and makes other parts of their life better as well. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Think about that, Amy. What do you think? No, I mean, I, I, I've seen that play out for sure. I don't know that, that we need to be operating that way, but unfortunately... I don't know if it's the early on pressures from society that make men feel that way, but it it does play a huge role in their life's purpose and what they're doing. But I do think some men work hard to counter that and make other things a priority. But like when my husband was in the Air Force, that was his full identity. And when he got out, it was a huge struggle. It took years. I would say it still is something And I mean, I think he's okay with me talking about it because a a lot of people go through that or maybe people are separating from the military right now, but getting out of something that is your sole identity and gives you so much purpose, he felt so lost after that, even though he had so much else, a lot of other things going on in life. You know, with him, maybe it was societal. With me, I think it's trauma. Like Mm -hmm. my job is important to me because I had, you know, such economic insecurity. Oh yeah, true. Forever. Mm -hmm where it was, we didn't have enough money to eat sometimes. And so if I'm doing good here and and feeling like I'm crushing it, then I feel like, okay, I actually have a, like a a base that I can, since I'm solid here, I can do everything else. And, you know, I used to think, well, if I get this successful or I make this much money, then I'll just be good. And then I'd have a little more success and I'd make a little more money. And then I'd be like, I still don't feel good. So now I've just determined in my life that I just it's something that's so ingrained in me because I spent the first 20 so you know odd years of my life being extremely poor that it's just who I am. But the fact that I can recognize that actually allows me 
to somewhat combat that because I'm someone who's also just used their work as their identity. But now I have a wife who could give a crap about what I do for a living. And I mean that in the best way in that she's like, I don't care how much you work. I need you to spend family time and invest or work hard at this part of your life so that there's balance so you can be a normal human being. And that's a bit of a struggle for me because I'm not good at it but I'm trying, but I think mine is rooted in trauma. If I were to say, Amy, for you, because it just talked about men, what would you say the thing is that makes women happy with life? And we're we're being just just the widest net we're throwing. So this isn't for everybody, but in general, if they say men or jobs, where would you put women? I would say we're more nurturing. We tend to be. So family and relationships are super important, but I would say we're careers like because yeah now we we have options and we have the opportunity to have them there they give us like I get fulfilled by work for sure but if I were to narrow it down I think I'm more fulfilled by family relationships there was a time where Amy was out of here she was like yep I'm quitting the show yeah (laughs) gonna go go, gonna go raise a family and we had a big party for her Mm -hmm. It, it reminded me once when I was in fifth grade, I was going to Lake Hamilton Elementary School and we moved around a lot. You know, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, we were broke. So we moved from trailer park to trailer park or apartment. And, you know, we were constantly getting evicted out of places. And they told us we had to leave this house that we were renting in Lake Hamilton. And so it was me, my sister, my mom, my grandma, we were all living in this place. And they're like, you got like two weeks to get out of here. And so I went to school and I said, okay, this is my last day at school because my mom told me it's my last day at school. And so they had a big party for me. It's fifth grade. They were like, we're going to miss you. And I was like, oh, I was bell of the ball for a whole day. <laughs> People that never were nice to me were nice to me. They were telling me, you know, how good of a friend I've been, how much they were going to miss me. I was like, I don't even know you. Or you beat me up last week. I was so confused by the whole thing. But it just felt good. And so I went back home. And mom's like, oh, we, they're actually going to let us live here another month. And I was like, I can't go back to that school. <laughs> they just had a big party for me. She's like, no, you have to go back. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't think you understand. <laughs> I was the coolest kid for a whole day under the pretense that I was out of here. And no, so it was humiliating. I had to get back on the bus Monday, went back to school, showed up, and they're like, why are you here? And then they thought I orchestrated the whole thing just for candy and treats. Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I didn't. And I was known as that kid. And that to say, we threw Amy a party once. I printed out a big, made a big nice picture for her of all the show. We were like, we're going to miss you, Amy. We went to... Uh, what was the Mexican Chewy's. restaurant I went to, Amy? Went Chewy. to Chewy's. Mm-hmm. There were like 40 people there. We're going to miss you, Amy. Hugs. Oh, yeah. Like two weeks later, Amy's like, yeah, I'm going to stay on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a, there's some gaps in that story for sure. Yeah, I don't know about that. Okay. But that yeah, that, that, that that's it right there. Mm-hmm. And so you left, though, my point being, to go pursue a family. You were going to put work beside a career that would started to really take off. And you're like, I'm going to go raise family. Yeah, but no. You just could, I, yeah, I think I've. The moral of the story is, if I don't mind hopping in here, is that you just could not be away from me. Yeah, that. <laughs> that yes, you nailed it. That's it. I have definitely think I've tried to quit about three times, but I just can't stop. <laughs> That's true. One time she wanted to quit because lunchbox threw candy at her head. She's like, "I'm out of here." I did. I, I walked quit. out. Yeah. The guy quit the stupid show. I hate it. And I think um, I think we were looking for a replacement for me, and I was like, "Whoever takes over for me better be prepared, prepared. freaking prepared." Yeah. Oh, good Amy's, times. Amy's cried wolf a few times about leaving this show. <laughs> yeah. Hope you guys had a great weekend. 
Uh, big congratulations to our Alabama fans that listened to the show. They won the SC Championship. Uh, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Cincinnati, all you guys are rocking it. Arkansas is going to a bowl game, big bowl game, so I'm super pumped from the weekend. So last week, Abby, our phone screener, said, first of all, I was shocked that she had $15,000. I was like, what? And it was stolen from her. Abby, kind of tell the story that you told before you give me the update. Okay, so I have three crypto apps, actually, because the guys are talking about it, and I, I wanted to make money <laughs> on crypto. And so um, I have separate ones in each one, but I got a text that was like, you have money being taken out of your account like too much, but I thought it was my credit card like automatically being paid, but it turns out they were stealing money. Do you have your money back? Yes, I do. Ooh. I got it back. Yeah. Thank so thank goodness. you to my bank. <laughs> oh my gosh. So let me get this straight. The people that hacked have $15,000 extra. You got your money back. The person who really loses was the bank. Like everybody's good except the bank who just got the S end of the stick. I guess so. That's what I want to know. Like I want to find out where that went because they could be doing this to other people too. So I want them to get caught. Get on a mission, Abby. Go find them. Let us know. I do want to go over my top five songs of 2021. I spent a lot of time going over this list. At least 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I pulled up every song from the year and I made a 54321. These are my biggest songs of 2021. The best to me. Number five, Sam Hunt, Breaking Up Was Easy in the 90s. I'm sick of sitting at the house, dying on my phone, wishing I was somewhere I can be alone. Try to let you go. Something always reminds me. I've been breaking up was easy in the 90s. I'm tired of getting such a good song and then when he also came in and played it like Opry style with a lot of bluegrass musicians that was awesome too I think that probably affected my thinking about the song Amy do you like that song yes love it okay yeah I'll ask you if you love it you like it or eh you could do without okay number four Chris Stapleton starting over it don't matter to me If Chris Stapleton puts out anything, it makes the top of the list. Chris Stapleton could fart through a walkie-talkie, record it, and I'd be like, that's the jam. That's a Stapleton original. So it doesn't matter what he puts out. It's all great. Amy, Chris Stapleton starting over. Love it. Okay, love (laughs) it. Got excited. Number three, Kelsey Ballerini and Kenny Chesney, Half of My Hometown. Half of my hometown, still hanging around, still talking about that one touchdown. They're still wearing red and black, go about cats while the other half. And this song hasn't hit number one yet. It's still actually climbing the chart. It's the only one that isn't a number one so far. It will be a number one, but it's still you know, making its move right now. And I think I love this song so much because I grew up in a really small town. I'm from Mountain Pine, Arkansas, population 772. And most of my hometown is still somewhere in that area and living out this song. And so it just kind of reminds me of home. I think the message more than anything... I do love Kelsey, and I love emo Kenny Chesney. If he's singing a slow song, like, I'm in. So Kelsey and Kenny, half of my hometown, comes in at number three on my list. Amy? Well, I grew up in the big city of Austin, and mm. I love it. <laughs> oh, you do love it. Okay, yeah. good. At number two, another Kenny Chesney song. I'm not even a big Kenny guy, 
but knowing you at number two. And knowing you, you're probably way over me. But God, we were so Again, I'm a huge emo Kenny fan. I would compare this to my love of Jim Carrey. You, if you ask me, I'm going to go, Jim Carrey, he's fine. Sometimes he's annoying. Sometimes he's really funny. But when I look back at my favorite movies of all time, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Truman Show, Man on the Moon. About Andy Cl- no, that's not my favorite. <laughs> the mess. But like three of my favorite four or five movies, maybe my top three ever are Jim Carrey movies. So I've got to stop saying I'm not a Jim Carrey guy the same way I've got to stop saying I'm not a Kenny Chesney guy. I've got two songs in my top five this year. So Kenny Chesney knowing you at number two. Amy. Yeah, I'll pass. Oh, wow. Hater. Mm, sorry. Hey, as Kenny Chesney's biggest fan, I'm offended. <laughs> I, I like Kenny Chesney, but that's not in my top five. I don't mind this emo Kenny you speak of, but again, it's mm. just not, I'm not putting it You like on. Tempo Kenny. <laughs> yeah. You like Tempo Kenny. They're two different people. Yeah. Okay. And number one, anybody want to take a guess? My number one song of the year. It's pretty easy. Know. Once I say it, you'll go, oh yeah. I know. Easy. I'm just trying to think of what was actually oh. this year. Keith? No. The one, um, but. the wedding one. The wedding one. Keith Urban? Something? Is it Keith Urban? To be fair, when we walked, one of our walking songs, In or Out, was Keith Urban, When God Whispered Her Name, but that's not this one. Okay. Uh, Maybe Dan and Shay? Was Jake's this year? Jake Owen, Made for You. Yeah, that's it. Why does that feel Feels like it was a long time ago. Because it's an old song. Yeah, Yeah, it was out for a while, but it, it wasn't made a single or it didn't go number one until 2021. Yeah. Gotcha. And so we walked down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Or she did. I thought I was going to walk down the aisle, by the way. I'll be honest with you guys. <laughs> Whenever we figured out what was really happening in this wedding and I found out that I wasn't walking down the aisle, I was pretty bummed out. I had to walk around the back with all the dudes. I wanted my moment to shine. Uh, didn't get it, but she walked down to Made For You. Loved the song before. We picked it because it reminded us of each other. And then when we went to watch Jake perform at IR Country Festival, we were just in the crowd and he sees us and like sings it to us again. It's a pretty cool moment. Pretty cool moment. But just love that song. Jake Owen made for you. Amy? Ah, uh, love it. Yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah. yeah. Do you like beach Jake or traditional country Jake? Both. Mm. Dang it. I like okay. all that Jake puts out. Pretty much. I can't Do you think like of- Sam Hunt shirtless or shirted? What? You got to pick one, do you, Amy. Do you do just you, want to play this game, Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you're asking? <laughs> All right. Those are my top five songs for the year. Thank you, guys. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Nate Eaton is the news director at East Idaho News, and for the last seven years, him and a secret Santa have been giving out money. The first year, they did $100,000, and they just distributed it out to a bunch of people in the community. This year, they've anted up to $1 million, and he's assuring people that no one knows who this guy is except the news director and secret Santa. Probably the news director. (laughs) We need to check and see if he's been giving any money from like an ant or something. I mean, he sounds like a good guy. Like, I don't know. It sounds fishy. It's like, I don't know. I feel like the news director is up to some <laughs> some positive shady stuff here. Man, That's I didn't what think I about think. that. That's pretty good. Uh-huh. Exactly. A uh, good story. Good for him. That's awesome. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. 
Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We know you could be anywhere in the whole world. You could be with us live. You could be with us uh, on a podcast. You could be with any other show. So thank you for hanging out with us. We hope that we feel like your friends. That's our goal. All right, let's go to the news. Bobby's Big Stories. Former U.S. Senator Bob Dole, the Republican nominee for the 1996 presidential election, has died at the age of 98. His family confirmed this in a statement. I saw this come across yesterday. In February, Dole revealed he had been diagnosed with stage four lung cancer and said he was starting treatment. He was a Senate majority leader. The 96th nominee for president was from Russell, Kansas. Morgan, do you know where Russell, Kansas is since you're from Kansas? Yeah, I sure do. He's he's really a big staple in Kansas. Like some of my um, journalism schools at K-State were named after him. Really? Yeah. The Dole... I don't remember specifically the name, but I remember (laughs) that this was him. Yeah. Yeah. He also kept his commitment to fellow war veterans, spending Saturdays well into his 90s greeting veterans who flew to Washington, D.C., courtesy of the Honor Flight Network, a nonprofit that arranges such flights for veterans. So rest in peace, Bob Dole, an American hero, you know, a World War II hero, former Republican presidential candidate, someone who gave a lot, lot, lot to the country. So I just wanted to start with that. A uh, second story I'll get to is about dogs and why this kind of hit with me as I'm dealing with a situation now where I haven't been home in a long time. And so Stanley has been sick a lot and I'm just, Stanley's my bulldog. I'm convinced he's just stressed out. I'm not there. Do we think dogs can be stressed out, Amy? Yes, they absolutely can. I There was a season probably last year when things were really hectic for me. My dog was so anxious I had to give her drugs for it. Now, anxiety, sure. I've had... I've had dogs really be affected by that because of weather, like thunder, lightning. Yeah. yeah. But just me not being there. And I don't know, that dog, I think he depends on my presence. And I've been gone a long time. And every day I get a call, like his stomach's sick. His eyes are messed mm-hmm. up. It's a, mm-hmm. I think he misses me. He I'm does. just going to say it. Uh, uh, and I, th- yeah. but I still feel like when I come home, he's not going to, he's just going to be like, okay. Good to see you. Uh, I bring that up because there's a story. Florida, Utah, and Arizona are the states with the most obedient dogs, while Washington, Michigan, and Illinois have the least obedient pups. So as far as my dogs go, Stanley's pretty good, but he's pretty fat and lazy now where I don't have to do a lot with him. And Eller's going to be a pretty good dog too. She's, you know, a year and a half younger. Uh, We, you know, adopted her when they lie... We were told that she was older than she was. I think we got her when she was super puppy. They just picked her up off the street. But she's starting to be pretty good, too. And it was a, pretty, it was a nightmare for a while with those two. A uh, snowstorm in Denmark stranded people inside of an Ikea store overnight. Fortunately, there were plenty of beds, food, <laughs> and things to put together to keep everybody busy, which is pretty nice. I guess if you <laughs> yeah. were going to be stuck in a place, you might as well be stuck in an Ikea because everything is there. That'd be fun. You know, we talked about the story where the people were trapped inside of a bar. There's an Oasis cover band playing, and they went from that concert, went to a bar, and then it snowed like crazy, and they got stuck in the bar for three days. I would much rather be stuck at an Ikea. I mean, basically, you just pick a house. You pick the style of house you want to live in. You go stay in there for a couple days. All good. Uh, People working in a toy shop that is next door to the Ikea also went over to the department store and spent the night. So they got to hang out with their neighbors. Nice. So there you go. That's the news. Thank you. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. And I'm just ready to come home. Um, if you're new to the show or you've been away for a couple of weeks, I've just been living in another country for the past month. And I'm tired. And my skin is, I mean, all the skin is 
falling off my fingers because I never have had dry skin. But what I'm doing down here in Central America for a project is I'm out in the sun all the time and all my skin's peeling off. I feel like a snake. I'm shedding everything. And so I'm just tired. I'm tired. I'm ready to come home. I'm ready. And I hate cold weather, but I'm ready to be back in the cold weather and just lay in my own bed and use my own soap and <laughs> see my dogs. So, and it's not, I don't even have a lot of great stories about what's going on because I can't talk about anything right now, which drives me crazy. Um, but that's, that's me from the weekend. I worked and I just thought to myself, cause Caitlin's here with me. We're just like, we just want to go home. So that's where I am after the weekend. What about you? Well, I mean, I'm just curious. I have to ask, like, have you, have you worn sunscreen? They put a bunch of crap on me, my neck and my head. And then I started showing them my hands and they were like, Ooh, that's not good. So they put lots of, I hate lotions. Oh. I don't like any lotion of okay. any sort on me for any reason. Well- <laughs> I don't like how it feels. I don't like what it looks mm-hmm. like. I'm not a lotion guy. And so I like I put it on, but I'm never happy about it. Um, but yes, I have sunscreen ish on me, but I'm also in long sleeves all the time. Multiple layers and long sleeves in the heat. Brutal. I finally get now why I look in these Middle Eastern countries. They wear more clothes. I used to be like, man, if I live in the Middle East, I wear a tank top and shorts every day. No, you wouldn't. You burn like <laughs> crap. So anyway. Enough about me, and soon enough I can shed more light on what's going on. Amy, how was your weekend? There was a shooting in your neighborhood? Yeah, so someone was trying to steal a car in my neighborhood, and they got busted by the the people that live across the street from me. They happened to walk outside. They didn't even know they were getting robbed. Mm. They just went to go get something out of their car and startled the thief because it was about 1 in the morning. And so the thief got scared, ran away, but shot at them as they wow. were running away, and the police came and took fingerprints, found the shell casing of the gun, like or the whatever, the bullet that was shot. And they sent out an email to the whole neighborhood trying to gather everyone's security footage to see if they can learn more information. Did you give your security footage up? Yeah, well, we've gone back and we're trying to look because it was a specific day. It actually it didn't go down this weekend. I learned of it this weekend. So we're going back through to try to see if we can find something but it's pretty scary because I wouldn't, I just, like, I wouldn't have thought that would happen in our neighborhood at all. Yeah, we should have led with this story. It's much better than my dry skin story. Um, <laughs> so let me get this straight. The guy was breaking into a car, gets caught, and instead of just running, mm-hmm. he just shoots back. Yeah. Why all the, well, I mean, he would do that? He ran and shot. I'm assuming shot. it's a he. Yeah, I'm assuming it's a he. I'm being sexist here. But I would assume most car break-ins are done by dudes. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't we all? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Unless he was being attacked. No. Just to shoot seems very extra. Yeah, no, the whole thing is just scary to think that it could happen, and it could have easily been if they had opted to to steal the car from my house. Like, who knows? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just scary to think. Or, you know, kids are in our neighborhood. It's really wild. Like, I, I'm, I, I'm thankful that my neighborhood is participating. Everyone's turning over their footage. And hopefully that will deter those thieves from coming back to our neighborhood, knowing that they were caught. Because they probably don't know it was by accident, but it was. Can anyone beat that story? That's what we should do. We should play beat that story. <laughs> no, I don't think so. A- Amy trumped my story. Eddie, what's your best story from the weekend? I mean, my best story is probably that uh, my son said an F word. <gasps> like the I, I, I mean, he didn't. Which son? So my eight-year-old. He was reading. <gasps> he was reading a bumper sticker, and I'm like, "Whoa, you can't like say." And he didn't pronounce it correctly. Thank goodness. 
But I'm like, gosh, why do people have bumper stickers like this? Because you got kids in the backseat going like, oh, mm-hmm. the F word. And I'm like, now I got to explain what this is and take time out of my day. And yeah, I mean, talk about ruining your day that you got to explain to your eight-year-old what that word means. I just went with, I don't know, man. Sometimes people just make up words. You said, I don't know. <laughs> Eddie. <laughs> it's like never heard it before. <laughs> hey, so what what did the bumper sticker say? So I think it's like a TikTok thing where it says I'm fast as beep boy. Oh yeah. Yeah, right. I'm fast as boy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's yeah. reading it, he goes, I'm fast as ooh boy. And I'm like, what just happened was right it, now? Was it spelled the this the right way is the bad word? Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, it, it was. It was the four-letter F word. Yes. Oh man. Yeah, but I, I'm not. I'm not topping Amy's shooting though. That's not that good. That's true. Anyone have a story that could top Amy's shooting? Speak now, forever. Hold your peace. I mean, I'm <laughs> okay, not, I'm not Amy, you're to a, win. Hey, you were a crown. <laughs> good job, Amy. Story of the weekend. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, speech. 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 Wow. I mean, I didn't know that traumatizing events towards I mean I honestly I feel bad for my neighbors that's a traumatic event in their life mm-hmm. and so yeah but you got this award though so. <laughs> yeah, that's right yeah I mean I just accept this hey, on you get 10% of off a Toys R Us that yeah. a girl that's what you want today thanks you know when it comes to Christmas music I mean I can't recommend enough Brett Eldridge's music he's got two Christmas records they're both so good I mean he's Mr. Christmas we have him on our show every year and he comes in and he plays Morgan, number two, and Raymundo both went to his live show at the Ryman. Morgan, how good was it? Oh, my gosh. It was my first time ever going to one of his Christmas shows, and it was so good. He got several standing ovations from the crowd, like, throughout the show. But I'll tell you, like, the my favorite part was the very end. He made everybody stand up, and everybody sang the first Noel a cappella together, like, no band. And I got chills down my spine. I mean, for Christmas music, it's... He's Mr. Christmas. It's Brett Eldridge. He did a really cool uh, Instagram where you know, he walks in and he has boxes and he's like, oh, I guess I have to decorate. And then he snaps his fingers and it's instantly decorated like <laughs> to the nines. I don't even know what to the nines means, but to the nines uh, is awesome. It's awesome. Ray, how was the show? Junior girl go? Yeah, my wife is really into Christmas and it was her birthday, so it was perfect. And if you're not ready for the holiday season, I mean, Brett definitely is the one that like signifies it like guys it's officially christmas season you guys better be celebrating and he still has shows so go and see him you guys i'm dead serious it's a pretty good show yeah it's for pop music it's mariah carey for country music it's brett eldridge and everybody else tries but like he own am i wrong but doesn't he own that area oh yeah you're not wrong yeah that's him uh I, i give away one of his little secrets and i don't think he'll care so he has a glass of he has like a glass of bourbon when he performs and he's like, hey, it's Christmas. Did you see that? Did he have that at the show, Morgan? Yeah, he had one sitting there on like a little drink cart. It made it look mm-hmm. very official. Yeah, sometimes it's not bourbon. It's like root beer or something. Oh, <laughs> dang. He's like, <laughs> Why would he's you like, do that? Well, because it's like the vibe. And he, he's like, sometimes I just don't want to drink. <laughs> Hilarious. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Richmond, Indiana. A man had been out having a few drinks when he saw a street sweeper sitting on the side of the road. And he's like, let me climb in that thing. That does look fun. It does. <laughs> yeah, I can see if I was drinking. I think that was fun, too. It's like a Zamboni, but on the highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so then he got in it and went for about an hour wrecking cars, <gasps> running into things. Police Nobody cha- saw him for an hour? Oh, no, no. The police were chasing him, but they can't get him out of the street sweeper. And it doesn't go that fast. It, it goes so it 10 must... to 25 miles an hour, and it's big. <laughs> a slow speed chase? Yeah. That's wild. 
I would love to see a chopper over the top of that on the news. Yeah. Because you know no one's going to die. Like that, that, sometimes they'll show those uh, speed chases from L.A. Oh, people dying. Oh, those, yeah, yeah. And like scary, guns yeah. and wrecks oh, yeah. and this one, I'd watch the whole time. And he's sweeping the street at the same time. Is he, so though? I think he's creating a little mess, <laughs> No, too. he swerved around strips and was hitting, he oh. hit a garage, partially collapsed that, oh. and that's what made him stop. Okay. okay well. I'm watching the video. It's wild. I mean, he crashed into a whole building with a, it looks like some sort of like small music venue. Oh. Boom! Right in the side of it. And it keeps going. There's five cops chasing him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So what happened to him? Uh, he tried to run away, but a canine dog got him. Ooh. Mm. Oh. Hey, ba- bad ending. <laughs> that canine, when it pulls you down, that's a bad ending. All right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Let's get on over to the Good News Countdown. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Let's go number three. Number three. Someone in Nebraska walked into a bakery, bought two pastries for five bucks, and then left the staff a $2,000 tip. Yes. Oh, my. That's amazing. Dang. That's crazy. That's baller. Next story. Number two. More than 27th and 8th graders recently got together to rake leaves for senior citizens in New Jersey. The charity, IWantToMowYourLawn.com, helped make it happen, and all these kids got together and said, we want to take part in this. I want to mow your lawn. <laughs> I was, was anyone else thinking that? Yes. Yes. Of course we were. I, that's crazy. I was too. When I want to mow something, <laughs> da, dum, 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 I'm going to use my hands. Uh, all right, let's go to the biggest story. Number one. An army soldier surprised her family with a visit after being stationed in Kuwait for two years. Here's the moment that Shanice Smith saw her mother for the first time in all these years and her mom's reaction. <laughs> If I would have just played that clip with giving you no context, <laughs> murder. Yeah, no, yeah. spider. <laughs> Stabbing. Yeah, spider, Little Miss Muffet, something like that. But that's how excited she was. I love it. That was the Good News Countdown. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We will see you guys on tomorrow's show. Bye, everybody. Yeah. BobbyBones.com.